0: Good evening, good morrow, and good morning, everyone. We hope you are doing well. Welcome to the Smoke Lounge, the den of iniquity, the damnable place where I refuse to play chess ever, ever again. <laughs> welcome, 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 Dallas. Matt smurf the one and the only, the Shesha cat of our studio. How are you doing tonight, my man? Uh,
1: thank you. I'm doing well, and I hope everyone else is doing well. You know Good place.
0: Oh, you know what? Even if you're not in a good place, if it's a bad place, it will become good. If it's a yes. good place, you can be confident that it'll be a challenged bad one at a certain point, right? Right. Absolutely. Now, as we get loaded and loaded and rolling for the deep philosophical and esoteric conversations that we may, that we may be having. Today we're going to be delving into the, the damnable routes of addiction see personal growth is a challenging one that each one of us takes a very unique approach to whether you want to take the approach that you take or, uh, you know, you get forced to, I think this is a really, this is a, it's a good conversation. One we've talked about before. So, Oh, tell us into your, what's your experience with addiction?
1: Oh, like um, uh, I started smoking marijuana fairly young, you know, but I was part of the work site, you know, you went through a lot of work and it, kind of gets into like coffee what do you consider a drug and caffeine and all that stuff it, are you ruling it or is it ruling you
0: so with you in particular what do you think rules you in the realms of addiction so familiar with it at least uh, so but what what are your biases
1: uh, i'm stubborn like i'm very like driven sometimes and sometimes when i get something stuck in my head it's very hard to let go of it but
0: uh, what gets stuck
1: Oh, man, uh, limits, you know, uh, what, what, where do you consider uh, uh, you should stop and reflect and hit the brakes, as it were.
0: Now, what causes you in places where, you know, irrespective of your, your consideration, what causes you to hit the brakes in situations where you, you start to maybe notice the, either the moments of addictions or points where you're like, okay, I need to check myself.
1: Well, from my own experiences, even, you know, growing up and stuff like that, that things I didn't really have influence on, right? And then at that point, should probably hit the brakes, try to slow down, reflect.
0: What do you do when you've got no choice but to go careening down the hill at thousand miles an hour because of either choices or somebody, you know, you're in the car, drive is gone, and it's just scary at this point. What do we do?
1: Oh, man. Um, Like, I was abused a lot when I was younger. So I went my first stepdad was very abusive, picking me up by the neck. Very rough, in any regard, things I wouldn't want other people to go through. When you have no choice, and you're kind of backed against the wall, that's when you need to reflect and try to look for the windows and try to find a better. I mean, I think I mentioned that, that find a better way of going about it.
0: Now, transitioning from addiction into a a similarly logical step that many people who struggle with one fall into is depression. Yeah. When it comes to the, the singular route that seems available, and I'm not, I'm not necessarily referring to suicide, but the way that depression clouds other things, it puts weight in, in a physical pressure over all other potential outcomes at times, how do you remedy you, you know, leaning, at one take you into the other?
1: Uh, I think uh, the biggest thing is understanding. That's how I levied through a lot of it. And uh, because if I can understand and see it from the different perspectives, I can have more influence on how that affects me
0: now as a as in in your youth and as a kid having dealt with and fought these things kind of young how did you find that perspective uh kind of
1: it's a rough place it hammers into you if you don't you know and if you see you know stuff and that's just growing up right So I I went through like three different stepfathers, Uh, go into the, like, see a couple different dynamics and uh, social uh, culture things. Um, Moving around, switching schools a lot. And that gave me a lot of viewpoint, uh, a a different, I've always been kind of that lone wolf, you know, type deal. So seeing... And and growing up like that, and it helps me understand that there's not just myself, right? I don't have a lot of that kind of ego.
0: So, you know, looking at that, the lone wolf, right? What's your pack look like? You know, as you've traveled, as you've come now to a point in time of no longer being the the wandering pup, you know, what, what have you found? Who have you found?
1: I like the misfits personally, people that are really genuine. I'd rather someone not sugarcoat shit and just, you know, if you don't like me, that's cool. Why don't you like me? Uh, That's, I like me. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it, you know. But if you're kind of poking fun, and I've worked a lot of factories, right? People will like to poke fun at other employees and ha 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 and stuff like that. I'm like, that's what part of that's funny? Could you, could you explain the joke to me? So I make people a little uncomfortable. I throw them off. So I don't do well in a lot of factories in that regard. Not that I'm bucking the system. It's just I make people question a little bit. It's just like.
0: Yeah, but you know what? You definitely need people like that. I think in a lot of spaces, if certain people were met with even just a little resistance, they, they, they'll, they'll change remarkably. Right. You know, the, the amount of times you get somebody, even a kid, right? Like I, I can think about this Um, as a kid. Uh, I grew up with as uh, with racist parents, basically. Um, and it, the, it generationally, you know, you, you grew up hearing jokes, language and connotation used that you don't understand. And so sometimes you'll you know, you're welcome out into the, the big old world and you just reiterate some of this shit. You just You say it out loud. You do that in the wrong company. One, you can get your ass beat. But two, um you say in the wrong company, as in not yourself, you can immediately brought to be brought to a point of reflection. Like, oh shit. Well, like, what was funny about that? Why were you laughing? Why did you think that that was funny? And mm-hmm. I, I, I don't like the answers. When I get to the end of that, I'm like, one, I I only found it funny because it's connected to a memory of people who found it funny. Not that I actually found it to be funny. Yeah, that that told me that I wasn't connected to the root of why I was laughing. So then, did I even get the joke? Fuck, right. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but and then it comes full circle again. And I I like that whole that that's a lot of my spiritual thing. It's been on this full circle of the phoenix. You know, taking this idea, bringing it full and letting it die, and then so it can be reborn again.
0: I love the analogy of the Phoenix. In fact, our own um, Delphi du de Crete, who is now Aura, Aura Spring, was once a Phoenix and has now risen to the state of Celestial. And, and so the, the analogy and the story of the Phoenix is incredible. Absolutely incredible. So delving into your spirituality. This is an interesting one. So have you, I know we've talked a bit about it before, and I'm, I'm always going to kind of take a crack at this one where I can. What kind of, you know, have you, have you practiced magic? Have you engaged in the physical, you know, study of such things and and use in ritualistic setting?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I I was in a house that it was very not understood. So a lot of my altars and spiritual stuff became more of my inner temple and I would meditate on that and I would see that inside of myself and I've gotten, I have my inner space and my, the outer space, right?
0: How do you uh, how do you celebrate and engage with that outer space when in you know, pop oh. company
1: oh, old traditions you know making people uh, feel welcome, making space for them uh, are they hungry? Do you want some tea coffee sh- share a bowl?
0: So I think what, what what you're saying is I will be visiting you very soon yeah. yeah Oh no, that's phenomenal. I love that I love so where have uh, where has your spirituality delved and kind of come to battle with varying aspects of your personality
1: right um it's mainly clashing against other people sometimes because I have funny line, hard lines you know my my hard uh uh things that people shouldn't pass and then I have my you know softer lines that people let's share this space and see what rooms we can reside together in and how can we make some awesome artwork or whatever you know share that space
0: the whole what's a hard line for you
1: oh um when anyone wants to push their will on me most of the time i'll, I'll give you well like if i can help you i will in any way why are you gonna try to hurt me and take me you know that kind of stuff inflicting pain if you're trying to just hurt me and then that's
0: uh that would almost devil's advocate it right so what if it is you know what if they are inflicting their will upon you but it is not a not a harmful infliction you know what 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 if innately it's you know you're talking about like do the power of a conversation changes are occurring in such a space that it's it is 100% the infliction of an exterior force upon an internal how do you how do you de- delineate the difference between those
1: oh um so you're basically saying, at what point is it influencing? It right, because like, yeah.
0: if you I mean, is it is good helping? In it? Like, I don't yeah, know. I think gravity. Yeah. So, so this is you
1: know. uh, I, I've been I kind of messaged you that whole like the seed and the fruit, like the seeds very bitter, you know, mm-hmm. most of the time, and the fruits. Uh, if you're trying to force the seed to be exactly just your point. And, and you're not letting it grow and into something else and making space for it instead it, it's already going to be better no matter how you like you if you try to more you contain it and try to squeeze it into a small box the the harder it will become
0: for you so like, you're you're uh enemy or your antagonist in this analogy would be the man who plucks the olive from the vine not the weather that would cause the vine to wither. does that right. track right yeah That okay. right all right all right i i can groove with that i can groove with that all right so, so let's oh hit it
1: yeah uh, so yeah it, it's basically taking that into a very simple and try to practice it in everyday life it, that way it's easily try, uh, communicated it's, hey, you, you you should know me like that you can can you see me i'm right here you know type deal
0: know the tree for the forest as it is all right so in what is your mode what's the most what's the weirdest thing that you do that you believe has an effect on you
1: <sighs> weirdest thing i do that has an effect on me uh, like the way I play video games I think uh, is Ooh. the best way uh, I like ho- understanding how the video game works how like that's why I like chess because it's simple we are all both agreeing on this framework yeah about like minecraft minecraft was a great game in the beginning
0: love minecraft it
1: it was more just playing with it was a nerd toy it wasn't so much a game but just a nerd toy and and i think oh in the the
0: beginning when you're talking about like alpha yeah yeah fuck Yeah. yeah it was not a game that you like built on in this legacy it was like let me experiment with visualized random visualized uh sandbox so to speak Mm -hmm. it's really different
1: yeah um so that's the biggest thing i'd probably do and then um i have a lot of spirituals like places that i do like crystals and incense and have altars um but also i have internal spaces as well that i uh, uh, try to touch things and i think that has effect on my life and who i am and how i go about things and my environment you know, as above, so below.
0: So, if you had to uh, find yourself, so, so you, <clears throat> you're going to, you know, just, you've you've woken up in a world that was <sighs> once a dream, and now you are a divinity. You are a god amongst the pantheon. What pantheon are you in, and who are you to humanity? So, uh,
1: I always like uh, the Greek story. So, I believe in one god but it's like many facets of god for me right. personally i, I like the silver wheel uh the story of arachne. it's a very sad story uh, i can see I,
0: I can see that i can see the web weaver in you yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I can
1: um but yeah so that tell, would be my
0: tell our tell our viewers the story those who are unfamiliar with the <laughs> tale
1: or oh, I'm horrible with names. Um,
0: oh, so this, okay, well, then we're going to read it. You know, yeah. don't worry about those names. Tell it with your name.
1: Okay. okay. So um, let's say I was a great weaver, best weaver of the land. And I was, I had an innate talent for it. It would just fall into place. I said I was even better than the gods. And this lady came before me and at my door says, Surely you can't be better than the gods. I challenge even the gods if they were before me. So the mirroring of my, you know, reflection of God would appear before me. It's like we will weave throughout the night. And then dawn, we'll see our tapestries. And at the tapestry of the goddess at the time of the story, or God, uh, was all of the different facets of God. In their splendor perfectly polished and the other one was all the darker aspects of the same gods all the faults their their impurities so it was torn asunder couldn't be viewed upon so i would go out into the back through my house into the back and i hung myself Man the god took pity and made into a dark body but forever to wave weave beautiful tapestries in the sun and there, i retold it and changed it
0: and so the retelling and continued telling of the web weaver and the keeper and challenger who could find such beauty in truth that even those wielders of truth themselves felt it needed to veil, hide, and keep it tucked asunder, always present in every home and every place, never without its purpose, but always out of reach. Thank you very much for that retelling. I appreciate. I like. I like that. What a wonderful answer.
1: And I, I like. I've always liked her. She's neutral, like really. Um.
0: Touch, touch, touch prideful, but I believe rightfully so. Yeah, right? humility, you know?
1: humility too is is the whole the whole story of
0: humility. You see that a lot in the Chip. Greek mythos. There's this regular like human characteristic, and then here's the immediate reflection of like how that the not necessarily the negativity to it, but like, oh yeah. yeah, bad aspect to this. You get punished. I can think too like <laughs> Narcissus and echo.
1: Yeah. And I think that can happen in a lot of different forms, though, to even our personal battles and how we view success, especially in how we can beat ourselves up with that, especially with the birthing of the internet. And we can talk to anybody on this floating
0: rock in space. Pardon me, I need more coffee, most definitely and immediately. I think that that gets a lot of people when it comes to the internet, right? I think it was a lot easier when you lived in closed smaller circles whereby you were not so connected into all of the things that went on in other circles because you were doing what is in yours. Like now we've almost broken the veil a little bit and now members of the, the play are watching members of the audience as though they are a play. You know, they're really entangled in that conversation between Janet and Karen figuring out what's going like, you know, like they've stopped performing but others still are on the play. So it's, it's created a really interesting cacophony of, of experience because it's a hell of a thing. You know, you've got the director losing his shit, but then <laughs> the grand conductor is still playing music for some reason. You know, it, it's still going on. The story's still continuing, but nobody really knows what it is right now.
1: Right. And I I, th- I see personally as uh, a lot of these things that reflect culture, either art and different things of that we've, Part of our uh, human society, and who we are, are our imperfect mirrors of ourselves.
0: I, so I think that I was asked this question before in varying places, you know, and that is, what is a perfect mirror?
1: Yeah. Would you be able to see it? What, would it have any boundaries at all?
0: Well, so I think, fuck me, I think you really hit it on the head with that one. My opinion, you know, right, I can only, only say that that's what it <laughs> is, but, you know, I think that nature is a perfect mirror. Right, I believe that that exemplifies the one and only thing that could perfectly mirror you in your state and your position. In you, I think we, because you answer like you know, wouldn't have any bounds. It doesn't, right? You know, it only it's only bound limited by your perspective of it. But as soon as that perspective closes, it becomes an unboundless thing again. Yes. So Absolutely. it's like I like it. I like yeah. that answer.
1: The whole Einstein, but he Einstein had a problem. He liked to see the moon. I uh, believe the moon is still there even if he's not looking at it. <laughs> but electricity tells us otherwise, especially and we use it every day. Um, quantum tunneling. Uh, it's a resistor. It's basically just wild.
0: Ugh. There's that big brain thought that I need another bowl for. Well, <laughs> in today for our chatting with hanta this is what we're going to wrap up and conclude this conversation with but i'm going to leave it with this beautiful space let's ha- cl- close this out Shesha, my boy what are we going to t- uh, t- how are we going to send them off
1: uh, let's send them off with whatever challenges they're going through would be it addiction uh what boundaries they're coming over to hopefully they can find peace at where they're at and that they can overcome anything that they're going through and find the other side
0: so motive be may you receive those beautiful words and the wisdom by which they've come as a, a vagabond a traveler and one sexy radio voice motherfucker we're happy to have you here Thank you for your time and I look forward to next week next week's episode, whatever that may entail and. Cheers. Cheers many blessings.